yes, Counter Attack Podcast, I'm back. And um, guys, keep liking, subscribing, sharing. Um, yeah, last week, Adam Armstrong, great feedback from that one. Great podcast as well, top guy. Um, so this week, we've got a bit of a different one for you because we've got um, Dexter Blackstock, former professional footballer, he used to play for Nottingham Forest, QPR, Southampton, and um, he's actually like a big deal. He won't say it himself, but he's a big deal in regards to what he's achieved outside of football and what he started off doing while he was a footballer. So now we're just going to get into it and, you know, we're going to talk about his, his life as a footballer, but more importantly, his life outside. And it's just going to be a proper informative, educational one. And... Um, yeah, man, my cup of tea, proper real conversation. So I'm going to get him in here now. And um, hopefully he's all good, ready to go. Let me just get him in now. And guys, keep liking, subscribing, sharing, all of that. If you're watching this on YouTube, then if you're watching this on YouTube, then 100% just press the subscribe button. But yes, yes, what's good? What's going on? What's going on? Nothing, man. I'm, I'm just here, happy for those watching this or listening to this. Um, obviously, I've been trying to get you on for a while, but you're not a you're not a, an easy man to to hold down for these things because you don't really do these things. So, nah, nah, thanks for that. No problem, no problem. Why is it that you don't do many like interviews and stuff? Um, I don't know. You know, I just there was a lot of requests over the the lockdown and stuff to do to do interviews, but I just just felt it was a bit rushed and a bit. I don't know. It just didn't feel right to, to mm-hmm. go on up on anyone's platform, really. So, yeah. Now I thought, let me just come on and show the love. Show the love. Yeah, no, I love that, man. And um, you're looking real trim. <sighs> Do you know what? Lockdown got me in bad shape. Jeez, like I was <laughs> I got in bad shape, but I, I built a gym in my garden, so wow. now I could um, I could do a little bit. Do you know what I mean? Get back in shape. Yeah, because I, I think I, I remember you. Did you put something on your Instagram that you were going to get back in shape or something like that? Yeah, yeah, I was just, just messing around, going on like I was going to come back and play, but I wasn't ever going to come back. <laughs> does it ever come into your head? Well, obviously, you've been out of the game for, what, three years now? Is it three years? Three years, I retired. I retired, three, yeah, over three years ago now. I retired. I never had that thought, to be honest, you know, because I, I actually retired. I, I, was, I still had two years left on my current contract at Rotherham. Yeah. Um, and I just decided to, to quit because I just wasn't enjoying it. So I never, I've never looked back and thought there was a mistake or nothing because I, I made the decision to to come out of the game. Yeah, was that that's something you don't really hear of a lot of the time. A lot of a lot of players come out of the game because they're forced to. Do you get what I'm yeah. saying? But like you said, you were in the middle of a contract. You know, yeah. playing championship. You were everyone winning championship. Championship. I've only played championship on Premier League. I've never played lower. Yeah. So, so either Rotherham got relegated. We had two years left. I had two years left in the one into League One, but I just wasn't enjoying it, and I didn't want to go into to League One with them. I just it just getting to me, so I just I just quit at thirty one. Yeah. See, that's what I'm saying. At thirty one, still quite young. You didn't. You weren't forced out because of injury. And you weren't forced out because you couldn't find a club. So was a lot of that down to, obviously you said you just weren't enjoying it. Was a lot of that down to the fact that outside of football at that point, 
you had other interests? Yeah, for sure. I think that definitely helped that I had other interests outside. Um, I've been doing a lot of business basically throughout my whole career. Um, but yeah, it was a much easier transition into things because I had other things to keep me busy. Um, mm. Without that, I think it would have been a, a lot of, a lot more difficult transition. Yeah, sure. because when people Google you or look you up, one thing that comes up a lot is the fact that you've made money outside of football. How you make that money, you know, property comes to mind. And excuse me, guys, I might not know it, but is it MediConnect? Yeah. MediConnect, your CEO of MediConnect. And for those that don't know, what is MediConnect? What does it do? It's a, it's a blockchain, it's a pharmaceutical company um, using blockchain technology. Um, it's a very complex um, project, but we're, we're adding transparency throughout the supply chain, all the way from manufacturer down to kind of end user. So it's, it's quite a complex um, company. And that, that came about because I was involved in, a, in another company called UK Meds, um, which is an online pharmacy. Um, and that that's been very successful. We we now sponsor my my old team, Nottingham Forest. We'd actually the kit sponsor on the back. Um, so yeah, wow. that's that's another thing that's done since since finishing football, been involved in that, and and um, yeah, and property and, and and other stuff. Like don't get me wrong, I've, everything I've done has not been successful like anybody else, but I've always had interest in other things, and some have done well. And, and I'm thankful for that. Okay, and um, before we kind of get into like your background, um, what you mentioned blockchain, and I wanted to answer this, um, ask this question, but what exactly is blockchain? I don't because a lot of people might hear about stuff like that, but yeah. you don't really understand it. If that makes sense. Well, block blockchain is is it's a decentralized system. Without getting obviously too technical, I don't know what the audience is is like, but. Um, no, 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 no. My, my, my audience is they're, they're it's, it's to add um, kind of it's to remove a, a third party from a transaction. So in life, we we use a lot of third parties, right? So if you want to buy a house, you go to a solicitor, which checks the land registry, checks the um, if there's floods in the area, the titles, and all this kind of stuff, and they're in between. And if you go to um, and you trust what they say because if they say it's all signed off, it's right. Mm. Same like if you go to a letting agent or whatever. We have we have so much middleman, but what the blockchain does, it allows to be able to remove that way. You can have peer to peer transactions, and and use that system in a decentralized way. So it's like being able to to trans to make a transaction without having to trust the other side. Because because you can get you can get more participants within within the supply chain to authenticate the product. So it's like it's like say you was buying a product to make it more sim buying a property, and there were searches carried out on a different house on the street last week, and everyone on the street confirmed that that what that did happen. So therefore, you can trust that the twenty people on the street are not they're not. They're not lying to say so. I can take that as as gospel, but it's not just asking the person that's selling it who might just tell you no, it's fine for his own personal benefits. So, so it's it's allowing a system that that 
that everyone can trust, but not one person owns it or can alter it or change it. So where we're, we're tracking drugs from manufacture, which is obviously vital, you'll be able to um, scan like um, a box of pills and know that that product was made from this factory at this time by this person that was working and these were the ingredients. And you can, and you can know when it landed in the country, where the whole kind of lifespan of, of that particular drug so therefore, it allows you to be comfortable in your own self, knowing what you're taking is, is the right product. Um, so that's what blockchain kind of does in a decentralized way. So the manufacturers don't own the system and could just alter it to how they want to, to alter it. It's, 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 a, it's, a, it's a decentralized way. Surely, though, that because obviously the way things have normally been done, like you said, the manufacturers can manipulate situations to whatever so you coming in with this new way of of providing with technology and whatnot that must ruffle their feathers yeah it depends on what size of the side of the fence they are because if you're a manufacturer that is doing everything right is is providing all certification is doing everything above board you're happy to if you can be involved in a system that can prove what you're doing is correct right because that's only going to add to you also you can you can showcase to potential clients that this is the real deal. If you're a manufacturer in, in China, where if you're in England and you don't know much about China, you can get ripped off or something can happen to you. But if you can differentiate yourself and uh, as the real deal, obviously they want to be on board because they're like, no, that, that's great. We can get more business that way. But if you're not, <laughs> if you're not the real deal and you're trying some sort of, skullduggery then obviously you, you you don't want to come onto the system because it will expose you but we were, like i've been over to to africa and met the president of uganda um and the king of Eswatini, um swaziland um about building systems for them to, to stop their counterfeit medication entering into their system as much um so we're also speaking with with nations to try and, to try and solve well not solve but yeah yeah reduce the the amount of counterfeit medication yeah so listening to all of this it sounds really you know high level for someone like me or someone who doesn't really know much but you who was a player at you know southampton and qpr and nottingham forest like have you did you always have that in you like to to know more or or was it something you developed you know, as you got older and, you know, you wanted, you wanted to know more. Were these all, always interests of yours? No, there was always, always interest of mine. Always, uh, I, I brought first property when I was 18. Uh, property was one of my things. I've always tried little businesses. I've owned letting agents. I've owned um, just loads, loads of things. And like I said, some of them have just been bad, bad moves, but I've learned from them. Um, and a few I've got right. That's, that's, that's the long and short of it. These, the, the, the main thing for me is I've, these things I've done myself. So if, if it's failed, it's, it's failed on me. And if they've done well, it's done well on me. I think that's, that's key. I think a lot of players, they, they just want to concentrate on football, which is obviously most important. But they got people just constantly saying, oh, give us this money, I can do that give me that, I can do that. And 
99% of the times it, 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 it don't work for whatever reason. You, you don't know the person's intentions, you don't know. Um, you just don't know. And a lot of times, they, sometimes they work, but a lot of times they, they don't work. And what happens is the player, he actually just didn't gain anything. Like He lost his money, but he, which is one thing, but he never gained any knowledge or anything, any, any experience. He just just a loss all around. And, and it's a big, big problem with, with players. Yeah, because my thing, and, and it's a thing that you hear all the time, is that, you know, players, you know, even while they're still playing, they end up bankrupt, even while they're still playing in, in crazy amounts of, of depths and everything. And, and I think a lot of the time it's because there's no real education for them. So like you said, they don't really learn anything. They lose their money. But why did, why did I lose my money? What happened and what can I do? better next time do you get what I'm saying so I think it's I think it's really important for for players to actually know that you know what yes I can actually invest my money in this but but how do I make it successful rather than just giving my money over to someone and why do you feel like there's not enough help within football or do you feel like there's enough help within football to help players understand business and understand real money management no, no, there's nowhere near. No one cares. No one, no one cares in football. Zero. Like no one. It's just one of the most ruthless industries you can possibly be involved in. Like simple as that. If a, if a club wants you and you're doing well, it's great. As soon as as soon as the time's up, your time. They don't care if you're dead or alive. This is this is simple as that. And and the thing is, you. Somebody might look at you and you got. You're not even saying this from a, a resentful aspect because you were success. You were success, and you you walked away. They didn't get rid of you. Yeah, this is just facts. This is just straight facts. It's it's ruthless, and and that that transition from a professional footballer to not being a professional footballer, I think, is one of the biggest and hardest trans transitions you can possibly make. I don't think there is many harder transitions than that in life. And it's easy for somebody could say, yeah, I don't know, they earn X amount of money, blah, 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 and they should have done this, should have done that. But that transition is almost, it's almost impossible. That's why you're seeing so much of these mental health issues coming out. This is what, this is just what you hear about. So much bankruptcy, so much, it's, it's almost impossible. Mm. Telling me, it's, it's very difficult. You're thinking about players that are, uh, Got so much money early. Who come from? Most of them come from like, bad, not bad background, but not mm-hmm. not, not, not um, rich backgrounds. So nobody really knows about money around them. Much less them, they don't know about money. No problem. They they get the money young in in life terms. Whether it's eighteen, twenty, twenty four, still young in life terms. Obviously, they they enjoy life. They spend quite a lot of it. Blah blah. But they invest in nothing. They have no way of earning. They have no, they have no, um, no, no transferable skills. Zero, zero. They can just play football. So they go along in their career, do little things. Then they constantly got everyone around them is trying to take this money. So you've got um, club guys trying to take their money. Guys that I don't know sort out their car insurance, taking a bit from them. The guys 
books. The the fuck you. Every every part of the, every part is taken. They they buy one who advises them what property to buy. The accountant who, who's topped them up a little bit more. The guy who puts his tell them to put in stocks and his shares is doing. It's just a circle of people just trying to take as much as they can take. And then the player gets to 30, 30, 30 to 35 when things are winding down. And all these people just disappear. And you're just, and it's just there. You, you're, just, you're just on your own. And even if you've done really well, say if you've not, if you've not done great with, with your money, you, you get into the position earlier. But if you've done really well and you've saved loads, because that's all you can really physically do, you've still got a long time to live. So you, you, even if you had loads of money in a bank, it's, it's dwindling down. Mm. And you've got family, if you, you misses, if anything goes wrong with that, then you've got that to pay for it. It's very, very easy to go wrong coming out of, out of the game. And it's, and it's really, like with football, it's literally an overnight thing. It's, not, it's literally Bang. overnight. And right now, right now is the worst time. See, with this COVID, this is like real bad now because the the numbers are definitely changed in football for sure. No, no doubt. Um, and what's happening is, if you're young or you're um, like a Sancho's and all these guys, Hudson, all these guys, these guys, there's still a big market for them because that's that's a value. Mm. They, they, the clubs are buying assets. That that's different. But you know now what the market's done is killed people that are thirty and above because they're no longer assets. They're just liabilities. So what clubs are saying is, where we would have normally given him X amount on his last contract to maybe drop down to the championship he'd played in the Prem for his whole life, blah blah. They're not doing that. They'd rather go for a young kid that's twenty. He might not be as good as the the guy now, but we're he could, if he does well, he'll be an asset. So players that are thinking, you know what, I'm only 28, 29, 30. I'm gonna get, I'm gonna get another move, and I'll worry about that a bit after. Boom. It's not there. So the drop's gonna be more substantial. And 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 I'm seeing that with like just to name a few. Obviously, they've got things in the pipeline, but people like Tom Huddleston. Tom Huddleston is without a club right now. No club. It's crazy. Tom Anderson without a club. Um, I speak to Adrian Mariapa the other day. Yep. Without a club. Do you get what I'm saying? And it's like, these are players who are blatantly still good players, top, top players. Do, do you get what I'm played in the Prem. He must have played. Yeah, he played in the Prem. Just literally. Last year. Yeah. Not last season in the Prem. Yeah, what? That's, the people that's, affecting. that's the people that's affecting the most because they would have easily just went straight to a championship team, signed a two-year deal mm. on good money at a championship club and, and carried on his career. Yeah, But we're not doing that. So the drop is, is becoming a lot more kind of instant. It's not, I think it's going to get worse as well. Like, bang, players are thinking, oh, I get that, I get that. A lot of players are turning down things, thinking, ah, oh, something else will come. Nothing's coming. Yeah. The money's going out. When I was talking to uh, Frank Nuble, had him on the pod, and he was saying that normally when he's negotiating with clubs or looking for a new team, his phone will ring straight away. Straight away. Like, he knows. He's now 29, I think it is. And he said this was probably one, one of the hardest ones. Like, it took a while 
for for his deal to Plymouth to to materialise because just nothing was happening. Do you get what I'm saying? So 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 you're you're, you're seeing it more and more, and, and if if a lot of players aren't prepared for this because you hear all the time, oh, you never know what might happen in football. It could end tomorrow, but no one really thinks their career is going to end tomorrow. No one, no one, <laughs> no one, no one does. But they, but play, players need to think about what they're doing after the career a lot earlier than they do. That's, that's, that's a big problem. You need to, to have some sort of income. If you don't have an income, you will 100% choke up. You have to. You, you, you can't, unless, unless you're 100 grand a week plus, where you might say, you know what, if I just save my money, not do anything, I can live a, just a normal, regular lifestyle, not regular lifestyle, but a good lifestyle, carry on doing what I'm doing, and then I can see myself through. If it, any of this 20, 30, 40, 50 grand a week stuff, it's not enough. Mm. It's not enough. It's just not enough to hold you all the way through. But then how, how do you fix that? Because there's this, I feel like there's a pride element amongst a lot of players where they don't want to ask for help. But also, a lot of people they might go to are literally just trying to... 100%. Just trying to just just get them or use them for what they got and always add a premium. Oh, he's a footballer. Just So there's a premium on top of that. So, so how, how do you change that? Like, I don't know. You, you just got to... You've got to trust somebody, I guess, haven't you? To... But finding that person is very difficult. Um, a lot. Of, like I've got players that that I help with with their, their moves and stuff, and they trust me. They've known me for a long time. They've been with agents that have ripped them off in the past. Um, like it's been really bad, and I've been able to do a lot for um, for them on and off the field. Um, got players that we. we that put in putting money into big construction property stuff that we do. Um that, that's gonna make make players good money. Um just a few things. Listen, I'm not I'm not a financial advisor, it? I'm not mm-hmm. but I, I, I do know how to make money and there'll be a lot of players sat there with good capital around them now that need to put the money into safe places that can make money and and call upon it when time's right. And they go to the wrong people. They, they, they do their best to try and get that off them without giving them anything. Yeah. And, and one thing I, I can honestly say about you is, is we had a conversation. I think, yeah, during COVID, we had a conversation and you gave me literally 20 minutes worth of advice. And it was, it was so easy for you I don't think you realise how big of a thing that was for me, like the advice you gave me and, and how much it actually helped. And one thing I liked is that it was free information. Yeah. You didn't come to me and, and be like, okay, so I'm going to need you to do this. I want this. I want that. It was, it was free information. One of them was, and it was so nonchalant of you. You were just like, look, you just do this. Like, I don't even know, but if you just do this, if you just do that, then you could do this and blah, 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 blah. And, and I was just thinking that if there were a lot more people like you who didn't kind of charge for the information, I think there'll be a lot of, I think there'll be a lot of change. But also, sorry, um, I think it's easier when people see that you actually live nice. That's, that's what's crazy. That's, yeah. that's what's crazy. Like a lot of people might know you personally, but they won't come to you 
you can yeah. tell them all you want, but we live in a we live in a time where if you put up a Lamborghini, all yeah. of them, oh he's actually doing really well. Yeah. You know but if you was to put up a, a Ford Focus, they yeah. think you're. Do you know what I mean? Like so, it's a seeing is believing, right? Seeing is seeing is believing. Mm-hmm. I think that's just that will never change really in life. If if somebody, this is the, the thing. If you're if you're a player and you're getting. I don't know, twenty grand a week or whatever. You got you got money, right? And you've got a certain not ego about you, but you mm. you you got a certain something about you. You don't really want someone who's turning up, who's who's got nothing to tell you what to do with yours, because you're thinking, well, if, if if it's that, then just why you not <laughs> why have we not done it for you? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Even though the guy might be genuine, you know, the guy might just know the information, but he's just on the come up or whatever, but. Mm. It's a natural thing to think, oh, okay, so you just come to try and take from me. It's a natural thing. No, it, doesn't, it doesn't always work because you can get a guy who comes in a Lambo who's come to rip you off. You know what I mean? Like you, it, does, it does balance out, but it's just one of those kind of things, I think, in life in general. You'd rather be taking advice from a made man than you would from a man who's on the come up. I think that's just... Yeah, that's just how, how life just, just just transpired, especially obviously with the imagery thing at the moment. It's just everything. Do you ever feel to to work within clubs though? Because you you've got a lot of um, knowledge, and obviously me and you are just talking, and I know for a fact you don't see yourself as this property guru or whatnot. You just know what you know and how it works for you. Do, do you know what I'm saying? But do you ever feel to take what you know? And go within clubs to educate like the next generation. Um, I've I've been into a couple of clubs, um, but that's mainly because say my friend or something is a, is a manager or a coach there, and he just asked me to come in. In terms of working for the clubs, I don't think I'll ever do anything inside of a club for a club. I just that's just that's just not not me. I don't think I'll do any coaching role or do any sporting director. No, nothing inside. But I have been into a few clubs just to talk to players generally because the managers asked me to. So I've just come and just give my mm. um, opinion on things. But no, I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't really want to work inside clubs. If anything, I'll be warring against clubs because they um they they don't always look out for the best interest of the player. So I, I'd rather fight for the player outside the club than the actual clubs. Mm. Wow. Because I've got a player at the moment who the club wants the club um, want to get rid of, and they just want him to go anywhere. Like it's like they don't care what he does. They're just saying, "No, you take half the money and just go away." I'm like, well, go where? Like, what are you talking about? Like, like you're the sporting director, you're whatever at the club. Like, would. If could I could I just offer you half your what what you your contract that you sign, would you just take half and go and sit at home with, with no job, not like regardless of the money, you would. It's not possible. Like you can't. Clubs just want it. There's no loyalty. Everyone talks this loyalty in football. There's no loyalty. There's, there's zero zero zero. And and that's zero. why another thing where you know we're in the middle of like this whole transfer deadline day today and stuff like that and. So let's let's use my team for for example. I support Arsenal. Let's use Arsenal. Arsenal have a load of players that they can't get rid of right now. Yeah, they they want to get rid of Ozil. Regardless, I don't think we should get rid of him. Anyway, that's a conversation for another day. They want to get rid of 
you know, Kolasinac and Mustafi and whatever, who are on high wages. And they're just like, just go, just go, just go. But you can't, you can't blame man. Like, Ozil's on 350. No one's going to come close to giving him that sort of money. And you want him to just leave and just go play for another club, getting yeah. 80 grand a week. Where do you want him to go? <laughs> Where do you want him to go? And the thing is, they want it. Is is when is the shoes on the other foot and a player wants to move? I've seen it many times. Players got to move to a Premier League team. They can double, triple their money, and the, I don't know. The club wants ten mil, but they only really want to pay five and kill the move. No one talks about that. Mm. So when 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 the time's right for them, they they do what's best for them. Mm. But when when they when they want you out, they want you to take half. Mm. Huh? What do you mean? Ozil's still going and training. He's still turning up. If they want to play him Saturday, I'm sure he'll play. Yeah. He's, not, he's not refusing to, to, to his contract. Is he? He's still doing what the, the contract's to train. And if he's selected to play, then they play him. If he's not selected, what do you want to do? Run on the pitch. He can't, <laughs> he can't do nothing. It's not his fault. He yeah. can't say, because the managers don't pay, play me, you want me now to take half of my money mm. that we agreed. Yeah. That doesn't make no sense. Yeah. They, obviously, they, the, the clubs just want to do what's best for them. It's business. That's all it is. Mm-hmm. And I, I just, I'm just fully aware of, of of his business. So therefore, I just know how to deal with it from the start. Do you feel so? Like, sorry, do you feel that? Or not? Not even do you feel? Did something happen in your career that made you see this clearly, or was it something that you knew already? So I'm looking at it like when I look at your career. I see things, you having a successful time at QPR and then suddenly you're at Nottingham Forest. That's how it looked from the outside. Like, did something happen in, like, in between that move? Like, yeah, something major happened. Major. Do you get what I'm saying? Because obviously, like, I played before, so I know that things aren't always what they seem, but I also know that if someone's having a successful time and then just like that, you know, they go, and it wasn't... I think if I remember, you left during the season on loan, like late season. Late season. Late season. Late Six season. Game Six games left. So I was top goal scorer. So I'll tell you what happened. So I'll yeah. tell you what happened. This has never been meant, this has never been said before, and it this is what I'm about to tell you has never actually come out because it was part of it was part of um it was in the contracts actually when I left to keep going. Are you, if you're going to get in trouble for saying this, then, then don't say it. <laughs> he said, don't say it. Nah, nah, I say it, I say it. It's, 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 it's not an issue. Um, this is one of the main reasons why I'd, I'd never um, trust football. From this day, I just football clubs just never could never trust. So I was at QPR, top goal scorer at the time. QPR fans would be happy doing this as well because they, they never knew what happened. Hmm. Um, so I was top goal scorer at the time, by far top goal scorer as well. I think it was like 12 goals by Christmas or whatever. I don't know who was behind me, but he was, he was well out in the league. And we had uh, Paolo Sosa was the manager at the time. And I had 18 months left, and there was Premier League interest. I think Fulham and Sunderland and all this was going to put in bids and so forth. But I was happy there. Um, and they come and they said, oh, we're going to offer you a new deal. Blah, blah, do a new deal. So I said, okay, no problem. Um, negotiate the deal with the agent. All the numbers agreed, no problem. Um, 
gone to the gone to the stadium to to um do the deal with my agent, my dad, the club, like the club secretary, everything was there. Um sign the contract. So you know the football contract, there's loads of contracts and that you sign them, sign them all. Um, did the interview because they had they had the press guy there or whatever. So anyway, done done the contract. Everything was signed. Um, do you know? I don't know if you when you did sign them football contracts. There's like four signatures and there. There's like mm-hmm. the, uh, the agent, the club representative, blah blah blah. But at the time, we had Formula One owners. Um, Flavio Briatore was the owner. So. But he was away Grand Prix, so they said, "Oh, everything's agreed." Like, obviously, um, he's not here. He needs to sign sign it off. Blah blah. No problem. Did the interview. Happy to be. Blah blah. Anyway, signed it. Go home. Playing. Played more games that that um that month. Blah blah. Anyway, gets to the end of the month, um, and on the, the the contract was obviously different different numbers. It was like a signing on fee. It was due like to, for the new contract or whatever. So it wasn't in the wages. So when I I've, I spoke to the secretary and said, oh, you missed the sign on for something's happened with the accounts. They've not paid the right numbers on a new contract. Mm. Anyway, the account said, oh yeah, this, what, what new contract do you mean? I said, oh, the one I've signed a few weeks ago, blah, blah. She goes, no, we've not got that. So I said, oh, okay. So I spoke to the chairman at the time. I said, oh, chairman, they've not got the new contract. Chairman said, "Ah, oh, what it was when I went back to the to, to the owner, he changed his mind." So I said, "What, what, what do you mean? What, what, what? This is like weeks after now. So this is like two or three weeks after signing this this deal." But anyway, in the meantime, my dad said to me, "Why have they not announced this? Why has it not been announced? I don't know why it's not gone into the yeah. the public. Like there's been interest. This would just squash it. Blah blah blah. What, what? I was like, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Anyway." He's gone now. When I've gone to the owner, he said, oh, we don't really need to give him a new contract now, blah, blah, blah. So I'm like, what? I never told me. So, 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 you, so you agree the deal. I've come there, signed it, done the interview, physically signed, like not like thing, physically signed his contract. But you've not sent it to the FA or you've not, the, 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 when the last sign-off from the chairman was meant to be, he's decided to change his mind, not tell me, and just, just roll with it. So I'm like, whoa. So I'm like, whoa. Obviously, the the, the so the manager, I'm I'm fuming these times. Like, no, nah, this 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 can't this relationship can't continue on it. Like this this how how is this possible? Like, there's no way on earth I can play for a club where the, 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 this has gone on. Then the, the it got bad because the the manager Paolo was like, listen, I've never seen anything like this before in football, and it like I just don't understand how that's even possible, but right now your mind's not right in it so i'm gonna have to take you out of the team because you're all over the place isn't it like you, you you're just fuming so now i've got from could you have played? could you have played then? yeah i could have played in it i could have played but i was i was i felt let down a lot in it so i was like so i've gone from top goal scorer top goal scorer in in the team playing every week to doing a new deal, to not having a new deal, and now I'm dropped because of this new deal scenario, mm. and I'm on the sideline. And I'm like, what the hell is going on? So, 
it all it, then it goes even further. So that's the clubs are clubs are crazy. So it goes further now. It gets I'm on the sideline. Nottingham Forest are just about to get relegated, or they're one point. They're six games to go. They're one point adrift, and they must have come to QPR and offered them. I think it was like. 250 grand for six games to go on loan, and the chairman sort of said, "Yeah, I'm gonna take it." So he said, "I'm gonna take." So I knew that they they wanted to take me permanently, but I didn't want to go. I didn't want them to get relegated because I wouldn't have went. So I thought, if I can go and help them stay up, then I could sign with them in the summer. So so the chairman just said, "Yeah, you can go on loan." So I've gone into the get my boots and that. And Paolo was there, and and said to Paolo, "What well, um, like all the best and that blah blah." He said, "Like where you go?" Where you? I said, "I'm going. I'm going on loan, isn't it?" He said, "What do you mean you're going on loan? I don't know nothing about it." Yeah, no. I was like, I said, "Wow, this is just." I said, "It's all been agreed that like, I got to go up there today." Blah blah blah. And then got my boots on and went up there. Um, so I went up there. Uh, my stuff. So I went up there. There's six games to go. So on one Saturday afternoon, I think it's like my second or third game in, I score a last minute winner at Forest. At the time, people I could still make the playoffs as well, by the way, at this time, yeah? Mm. So the fans are really baffled because they're like, we could still make the playoffs. You just, just let our top goal score go out and learn. It just doesn't make no sense. Like, mm. So they've, so I've scored a winner at Forest and They've, I think they've lost at home or um, or drew at home in the same day or whatever. So at the loft, they're singing my name and singing, um, you don't know what you're doing. Yeah, Like you're talking obviously about Paolo. So when interviewed after the game, the press have said to him, like, what happened with me? Like, why, why did you let him go on loan? But obviously... He's looking like a fool, isn't it? So he, he can only tell the truth. He said, oh, I don't know. I, I didn't know anything about that. that like, which he didn't. He, like, he just told the truth, isn't it? But then they sacked, then they sacked him for divulging um, personal information or personal yeah. detail. And he got sacked for it. But he didn't know anything. <laughs> it was some, some crazy, crazy scenarios. And after that, I just... I just thought, you know what, I don't trust anyone in, in football. It's just not. After physically signing the contract that doesn't go to the FA, mm. I said, no, nah, nah, like, anything could happen in this football game. So I've had some past experience. I've got other ones as well, but that was really bad. But even up to this day, QPR fans ask me, well, what, what happened? Why, what, why, why did you go? Why, why, why? Couldn't work it out, but I couldn't say nothing for time because it was all under like solicitor and stuff. And and this is this is the thing about all of this stuff here. Like when you're in the game, there's so many things that you can't actually say. Like no. little by little, like you you might see certain things because of because of social media now. Like some sometimes people come out, but even then, you don't really hear it all. Do you get what I'm no. saying? And the player is always the person who's just basically just told like. Like be quiet and just play. Yeah, just play. Yeah, just be quiet and play. So I don't blame you, but at, at that point in your career, how much business had you like invested in, or or how many outside interests did you have? So you had your properties from early. But yeah, I was, was continually buying 
properties um and i was continually getting involved in some business stuff like i was just just continually doing stuff kind of almost throughout the whole time span of my career mm. literally there was no real um on it. it helped me as well i think like it helped me stay level on the pitch like i never got too down and stuff never got too up i had a couple of big injuries as well um, I, was, I was about to say that that one at Knott's forest yeah that, that was big. that kept yeah. you up for a year yeah, I was lucky to come back. Like, if, if it weren't for the, the surgeon, I was, I was gone. They said that I'd never play again and all that. Um, but it, what the stuff off the pitch, it helped me with 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 that sort of stuff because I'd other things to think about and focus on, and it didn't. I, I didn't get too down about things because I not not even to do with any financial thing, just to think about something else. Do you know what I mean? You get the problem with players is it's not. When I was talking about earlier on about the transition of from footballer to to, to non footballer, it's not so much financial. Like even if you're set up financial, but it's other aspects. It's it's your day to day routine. It's how your relationship is with your your missus now that you're around a lot more. It's how you, your friends like a lot of the, a lot of the relationships um, between footballers are kind of where you are at the time. So Are you superficial. Yeah, so when when the career's done, you're not hearing from them. So then you have that issue. Then you just have loads of, there's loads of different things that can really affect you. It might be, like, it doesn't really affect me, but some people go from signing autographs places and being known to nobody knows you, really. Like, you might get the odd thing, but you're just, you're just normal again, like, as, as it were. Like, some people, it's not a problem. They like that. Some people... They, they like being known, do you know what I mean? So that affects them. Or there's loads of different aspects of, of that transition that can really affect a man's mental health. Mm. But, but for you, was it less so because you were able to actually, like you said, you, were, you had other things going. So when you did walk away, was it a thing of, nah, this is actually going to be better for my mental health to walk away from football? Yes, definitely, because I was finding myself in in a bad place um, at, at the club I was at, and I just didn't like it. So I thought, nah, I just need to free my space and and with my time do things more things that I want I want to do. Do you know what I mean? So, of course, the financial side helped um, because I, I can appreciate some people might want to do that, but are not in a position to do that, which is this thing. But listen, you can you can make anything happen if you put your mind to it like making it in any other business is much easier than making it as a professional footballer that's for sure like that is a fact it's almost impossible to make it as a professional footballer percentage wise of, of, of what you're competing against worldwide so to make a successful business is 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 much much easier but you've got to open your horizon and like like you said earlier you, you've got to do these things because if you keep going to people and asking them, they will never give you the blueprint. They would never, they would never give you advice to get on yourself because they, they need you to not be on to benefit for them for themselves. So the, the advice is just to do things. And that's basically where I've been able to, to get to where I am now is through my mistakes. That's it. Like just from thinking, oh, I'll just do it myself, do it myself. I'll do it myself, fail. Do it myself, fail, but I learned a bit. Do it myself, that was all right. Do it, you know, that's that's. Don't get me wrong. You need help. You need people to to help. But 
like be invested in the in whatever you're doing like learn it like mm. take time to, to know why not just oh here saw it oh he saw it oh what was he doing oh, i don't know he saw it he saw it like try it's not it's, it's not that actually all the time you need to learn things yourself yeah no 100 percent, man and and I, i'm just glad that you're you're just able to even no it's not that you're able I'm, I'm just glad that you want to willingly come out and and speak and and have conversations with people because i do feel like even people listening to this like they will they will listen to something now you know what this is true and this can inspire people to go and actually just be like you know what he's done it he was a footballer he didn't have any sort of knowledge or whatever even though a lot of people might also come to you and say that as much as they want to capital is a big thing yes capital is not is not a thing that people can just come by you know no and and when you're especially when you've grown up and you know you've made silly decisions so things like your credit might not be good and blah 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 people might look at you and be like you know what i hear what he's saying but he's also on however many thousands a week and blah 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 so what, what do you say to those people though who who look at it and think it's not that easy actually well people that are outside more outside of football do, yeah, these yeah. Are... outside of football so of course, capital capital is 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 a is a big thing. But as long as you're adding value, you you will get money. It's, it's as simple as that. If you can, if you can connect people, or you can do something, or you can, or you have the knowledge to do, or if you keep adding value to a situation, you will get paid. There 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 is no ifs or buts. It's it's don't get me wrong. It's easy to say, ah, oh, if you had money, I could do this. I could do that which we get but you can't you can't think like that when you've not got the money because because you've not got it have you you need to figure a way to 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 do it without money there's plenty of people that come from no money and got loads of money now Mm. in fact i i i personally must know i don't know how many i know i must i say 50 millionaires or something outside of football Mm. from business guys he's doing what he's doing blah 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 and most of them come from nothing. None of them come from from a uni. Um, no one's telling me they might have went uni, but no one's saying, "Oh, I did this, did this uh, through my uni course, and now I did that." No one did that. Everyone had to to kind of juggle and do a little bit there, get work with this guy for a little while, sort this out, get add value there, get a little bit of money. Everyone's got to work away. Like it's, it's not easy. Like, but you, you put that time and that effort in, and add value. Listen, you 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 will get paid. Yeah. Simple as that. You got to have, but you got to have the time, the effort, and the dedication. It just take a little bit longer if you've not got the capital to, to build it up. Yeah, I, I think that's what it is. I think it's the how many people are willing to wait a bit longer because. Yeah. Everyone just wants everything for now, now, now. And people don't want to do the work. Everyone will say, oh, this. And a lot of people that come with these excuses, they just don't want to do the work. It's not easy. Mm. It's, that's the fact. That's the fact. It's not easy for me. It's not easy for anyone else who's got money. Mm. Or anyone else who's doing business. Don't think this is some, you get to a point and you can just smoke cigars in the evening and just chill off. <laughs> not, it's not easy. Like That's the fact. Mm. And, and a lot of people are not built to be that 
some people are just built to be workers, isn't it? Like, mm-hmm. There's nothing wrong with that. It's not, not everyone wants to have loads, not everyone, it's all individual. Like, it's not, it's, 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 it's not for everyone, do you know what I mean? It's, it's trust me, like, it's stressful. A lot of things are stressful, things, a lot of responsibility. There's a lot that goes into owning companies and, and doing things on, on a large scale. So it's just what people want. But ambitious people with no money, if they got the hunger, they will get there. You mm. can't be stopped. Like, you can't be stopped. If you, if you educate yourself enough and you've got the hunger and the, the desire, don't get me wrong, it might take you a bit longer, but you will get there. Yeah, no, hundred percent. And um, there was something you said to me before, yeah. Where I don't know if you want to explain this here, but investment, investing against saving. Do you know what I mean? Like, so um, a lot of people will, even when you're talking about it, a lot of people will save, 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 save. But can you explain why you don't really? It's not. It's not that you don't save, but you don't really like the thought of just saving your money, just keeping it in the bank for, like there for, for however many years or whatever. Yeah, um, it was just because when, when you're, it's just from coming from a football background. So my theory with, with, with that was, is when you're a footballer, you're getting large, large amounts of money at a young age, like we described earlier. So every month, you know, you got you got guaranteed amounts of money coming in, which you can rely on. It's like clockwork. But what happened? What I thought is it's a race to kind of put money into things that I'm going to need at a later date. So property, or I don't know, watches, or or gold, or whatever that I could I can get at a later date. It's better I get rid of that and invest or store value somewhere else knowing that I'm going to have to come back for this at some point. Some don't work, some don't work, but when you, when you worked it all out in the end, you'd have a lot more than you would do if you just said, I was just going to save it. Because naturally, you just spend it. Don't you? Like, you, you, you do a little bit more and you spend a little bit more there. But what, another thing is what you don't realise is a million pound in the bank 10 years ago is that's been left there for 10 years is not a million pound today mm. it's not a million pound if you if i had a million pound in 2010 and just left it in the bank and and um not touched it and now we're in 2020 and i've still got obviously got the million pound because it's not been touched i've not got the same amount of money because what i can buy with with a million pound now is not the same as what i could buy in a million pound anything it that's across my whole walk of life I don't know. Council taxes doubled, trebled. You buy a you buy a Snickers bar in the shop, it's twice as much, but it's half the length. So in theory, like a Snickers bar or something, might have gone up four times. Just for example, everything the value a, a nice Mercedes, but in two thousand and ten, fifty grand gets you the top car. Like fifty, sixty, seventy grand, you're you're the man. Seventy grand now, you, you're getting a nice car, but you're not you're not nowhere near what you was you, you was getting in 2010 so that's to give you a few examples so what i'm saying is that million would have pro- that might be half a million now maybe less in in comparison but if you'd have brought a property or you'd have brought something inflation wouldn't have, wouldn't have got you like that you you'd have still secured at least that or if not obviously property you'd have got more but even if you was able to to maintain the same 
the same value, you'd, you'd have been well up. So I've never been uh, one for just having money in an account. That's for one reason. And the second reason is I've never wanted to finish my career with a large amount of money in the bank, but nothing coming into it. Yeah. Because I'd be forever looking over my shoulder and thinking, oh, well, I'm spending at this pace. I'm going to I'm gonna be short in one year. Or, do you know what I mean? And you can never legislate for anything going wrong. And then it's not a nice feeling when you can't make money. Yeah, no, 100%, man. I agree. Do you look back at, um, do you look back at football? And when, when, you do, when you do look back at football, do you have feelings and thoughts of like, ugh, or do you actually look back with actual pride? No, I look back with pride. Okay. I look back with pride, yeah, then. no doubt about that. I look back, look back at pride and, and obviously yeah, it could have went better. I had a, I had a good career. Um, so I played, I don't know, two, two fifty, three hundred games in the championship, in the Prem. Um, played all the England age groups. Uh, apart from senior, played for Antigua, my, my family's country, for a few games. I've been there a couple of times, actually. Yeah, so uh, it's, it's something to definitely be proud of. I, don't, like, I wish I could have played more Premier League games. If I'd have went up with Forest, that would have been my opportunity, but it never happened. Um, mm. But I never, I never looked back, to be fair, and, just, and I just moved forward. Yeah, because I've noticed that... And obviously, I've been following you for, for a while and everything, but and there's two types of people that I've noticed. The ones who, like, this is the, the two types of players once, once they finish football. You've got the ones who forever have to keep drilling in the old stuff, if you know what I mean. Like, so they always post up their old goals and always, yeah. I was, I was, you don't really know what's going on now, but it's that like, this is what, and they hang on to that. But then, there's a, but then there's a type of player who you see what they're doing now, you know, and, and you hear more about that rather than, you know, what they did before. You know they used to be a player, but it's about the now and it's about the moving on. And um, you are definitely in the latter. Another person, Leon Best, like, that's my guy. Yeah. Leon, do you, anyway, you don't need to connect because, yeah, he's just another one. Years, isn't it? I played with Bestie for years at Southampton when we came through together at Southampton. Yeah, he's he's another one. His mind is it reminds me of yours. It's just it's just business, it's business. But when you talk to him about would you go back to play professional football, he'd be like, nah, never. Like he's just do you know what I mean? Like he just looks forward, like, okay, that was that. Because when you look at it as well, in the grand scheme of life, you hear it all the time. Football's actually a very short career. Very short. Very short. Very sure, very sure. Yeah, I'm definitely in the. I'm definitely in the latter. I'm definitely in the latter. I don't. I don't think back on nothing. I remember, even when I was playing, I was like that. We, I was doing business with one, uh, one company for for about two years, mm. and I remember one time he said to me, he rang me and go, Dex, I've just seen you on Sky Sports score score the goal. <laughs> he said, I just see you score a goal on Sky Sports. Is that you? I said, yeah, that's me. He said, I never knew you played football. I've been doing business with this guy for like two years. <laughs> Some completely different thing. He said, I never knew you played football. You played for Northern Forest. Because I'm like trying to screw him down on some numbers and that. He said, you're, you're doing this. You're me this and you're playing. <laughs> oh, it's funny. It's funny. I said, no, nah, I didn't need to tell you, did I? There's no, no, no reason for it. He said, Fred, you know, I said, you're on my TV. 
Uh, it's funny. But yeah, I've never been one of those. And even now, I never really look back in my house. I've got no pictures of football stuff or no. I don't think I even got one of my shirts framed, I don't think. But you still like football, though? I like football. Yeah, yeah, I, I like football. Listen, I, I, like, I like football, definitely. There's no, there's no doubt about that. Um, you just support them. So no, I'm not, I've never been one who really supported, you know. I, I, was, I was a Man United man from young, but that was just because they was, that's my era. Hmm. Uh, I'm from Oxford originally, so I watch out for their results. Um, but I've never been a man arguing, arguing teams down. I just, I, yeah. just can't, I just can't do that as a grown man. I don't, I don't care that much. <laughs> I mean, I just, I don't, I don't really deep it that much. Did you catch much of the football over the weekend? Yeah, I see the, the um, Liverpool got licks, didn't they? And yeah. I see that. I see United. United. No, I did. I did see. I did see a good bit. To be fair, it's, it's interesting. Interesting, huh? I'm, t- I'm telling you, man. I'm, and I've been saying that um, this is probably going to be one of the most exciting um, seasons we've got. Not just Premier League as well. That Championship as well, man. That, yeah, yeah, yeah. The quality has it's improved so much. The quality of the, have you noticed that though? That the quality of the championship compared to that when you first yeah. went in there, hundred percent. This mad. It's like a. It's got the the size of the clubs in the championship are just massive. You don't realize how big they are. When when you had the crowds, obviously before this COVID, they were like every every stadium twenty thousand plus twenty thousand. Mm. Like you had Premier League clubs. I think it was like. I think it was like, I don't know if it's 18, 16 or 18 former Premier League clubs in the Championship. Like, it's, it's just yeah. so difficult, so competitive. It's just a relentless league. It's just hard work, man. Hard work, Championship. Do you, do you think you would have enjoyed, enjoyed it more now, playing in the Championship? Um, I don't know. I don't know. I've played in there long enough, man. I was in there for about 12 years straight. Mm. This is... It's a horrible, horrible. Not horrible, but I mean, it's a demanding, mm. demanding league. There's no forgiveness in that that league. It's it's just ruthless. It's ruthless, man. <laughs> I think I think that's what people understand as well. It's the it's the um, what's the word? The demands and and the realities of being a, a pro footballer at that level for for over a decade. Ooh, it's mad. And the crowd, especially when you play for big clubs, you play for Forest and Southampton. I went on loan to Leeds. Dark, I went on loan to these clubs are big clubs, big fan base. You can't, you can't mess around with these. Like and you're not playing good. It's not nice. You know what I mean, the, the team's not playing well. It's not nice. Yeah. It's, Where did you have your like your best hands as a footballer? Um. QPR and Forest, definitely. QPR was was great because my first um, first time, my first team football playing championship at like 19, 20, 21. So that was great for me. So I, I enjoyed that a lot. Um, and then coming to QPR, great times here as well. So they're, they're the, the two. Um, and the South, my Southampton youth team was a very good youth team, so I had good... Did very very enjoyable youth team as well, yeah. but first team level is definitely um, QPR and Forest are my two. 
Did you have um, Aldi now? 34 now. Oh, so Theo wouldn't have been in your... Theo was, he was playing, he, he used to play up. So he used to play like, in our under-19s, he would play a little bit of reserves. He'd, yeah, he was, I played with Theo quite a lot. Yeah. How was he when, when, when you were younger? Yeah, he was, he was the man, and he was the man. Yeah, his pace was <laughs> different, different, different. He was always the one that was was everyone knew that he was going to be the, the the real deal. But you had like um, Bale. No one really. Mm. He was respected. He was he was he was known as a very good. He was left back at the time, innit? So he was known as a good player. Like the players rated him, but he wasn't. You couldn't hang your hat on him to be. Forget about being who he's been. Just. Being a Premier League player, like or anything, just making it. Like he was probably fifth, sixth in in, in what hard work does, man. He just yeah, it's just, it's just one of those. He's one of them players where the players respect and say, "Nah, he's good." You know, like you know, like yeah, he's, he's very good. He's very good, but he's not hyped up. There's no hype. There's no nothing. He's just mm. thing, and then he just went bosh. Yeah. yeah. Then Lalana was rated. Ah, uh, you see Lalana, yeah. For me, of the last 10 years, I'm, and I'm not even trying to be funny yet, Lallana's probably one of England's most underrated players. Yeah, yeah, he's a joke. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, he's stupid. He's stupid. Nah, he's stupid. He, he's stupid. He, nah, he's a cool guy as well. When I went to, um, say, obviously played a lot of games with, with Lallana, he was one year younger than me. He was in the same year as McGoldrick. Mm. He was the same as McGoldrick and Nathan Dyer. So it's like a combination of years, but we always used to obviously play together. Yeah. And in my year was like me, Leon Best, Andrew Sermon, Simon Gillett, Matt Mills, Martin Craney. So we just have players on top of players. But anyway, I remember going to QPR. I left Southampton to go to QPR to play first team or whatever. And um, we and QPR were playing Southampton, the Rezies. Mm. So I was, I, was, I was playing first teams, so I wasn't playing the resi. So we had a day off and they had the resi game. So coming on the, so that was on a Wednesday, coming on the Thursday. And I spoke to, to the left back and said, Oh, I was a game, whatever. I don't know what the fuck was in the game. Yeah. I said, I, I was the game. He said, Yeah, they were, they, they were, um, yeah, he said, They were good. They, they, were, they were good. I said, Oh, what, what, who was decent? He said, Oh, Lallana, Lallana was decent. Blah, blah. I said, Yeah, yeah, he's a good player, isn't he? Good player. He goes, Yeah, yeah. He goes, he goes Yeah, he's a good player, but he's all left foot. So I said, he's right-footed. He goes, hmm? he goes, no, 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 he's, he's definitely left-footed. Like, he's, all, he's all left-foot. I said, no, no, trust me. He's both-footed, but he's more yeah. than right. You know what I mean? Like, he said, he goes, he goes, yeah, yeah, no. So he goes, no. He's like thinking back to the game. And he goes, no, he was taking corners and that. And it, like, he, was, he was taking in swinging free kicks with blah, blah. So anyway, so I hit mine up and said, yo, what's, what's this about this left foot thing? Uh, and they said, oh, there's like, the lads are a little better, he can only use his left foot. I said, am I taking the piss or, or, he, or he, he, he takes three kicks of his left or something? I was like, nah, 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 nah. Reserve game, just mugging it off like... <laughs> I absolutely love that guy then. and yeah. him obviously he's, he's at Brighton now and I just love watching players like that do you get what I'm uh, saying that Cruyff yeah see when he does the Cruyff you can't stop it 
in the any whole, direction. Anyone could know what you're do, he's doing. Yeah. You cannot stop that. Any, any, because you know, if, me as a left footer, I'm only ever going to crack one way, really and truly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He does it anyway, like. Yeah. Anyway, um, boom, boom, boom. Yeah. Yeah, he's so silky with it, like. Yeah, he's proper player, he's proper, proper yeah. player. No, I love that, man. But um, for you, what's, um, oh, actually, before, before um, I ask that question, with, during COVID, yeah, um, your business at, was it, is it Med- MediConnect? Did that thrive more than anything because of it's because it's in the health sector? Yeah, so what, what in, during COVID, what we did is um, was slightly different to what the original business model was, but we supplied a lot of um, PP face masks into the NHS and, and local authorities, councils, and stuff. So the hand sanitizer, gloves, um, masks, we, we supplied a lot of them into the NHS directly. Yeah, so it, was, it was a hectic, hectic time. Yeah, I, I saw you and um, you and Bradley doing that. And... Yeah, we give so the, what we did with Bradley, we we um because uh, because we were supplying, because because no one could get hold of these products, and we had relationships with factories where we could we could get them. Um, we were supplying, like I said, into the NHS and and the local councils and authorities, but. At the same time, I thought oh, it's an opportunity that we can give away. So we, so me and Bradley put money in and got donations, and we just give them away because there was like care homes that just couldn't, mm-hmm. they didn't have the money or couldn't do anything, can it? So we literally got thousands of masks and an almost It must have been like fifty thousand masks separately from anything else, just because I could, I could get them, buy them directly at source, and then just give for for a good price and just give them out. Yeah. So Bradley was was all up for for doing it. Wanted wanted to give back, and then that's where that came from. Yeah, it's so funny because um, obviously that's my guy, and and, and I, I was filming with him one day, and, and I was with him, and I was in his car, and I'm like looking around, I'm like you got like four hand sanitizers in it. Like what's going on? <laughs> He's just like, yeah, I, these are just from when I was doing the whole um, giving out stuff. So nah, top man, top man. But um, yeah, what's what's next for you though? Like. In the future, like, is there anything, <clears throat> anything in the pipelines that you want to talk about? Or um, I know you don't talk too much, but you know, no, not really. Just continue to grow. Um, in, in terms of the pharmacy side, um, we we we'll just continue to grow and hopefully expand that. Hopefully, build solutions for countries if possible. Um, just as much as as we can, we're in talks with the HMRC at the moment to try and build us get a solution for them we're just trying to see where we can we can take that project um continue the property stuff that builds um uh with the football stuff there's very select people that i, I, I work with but help other players to, to move or or um or to make sure their finances are right um that's it really just con- continue if they one one of my my goals that, that would be to generate one big movement with with players, almost like a, a bit of a hedge fund, to secure players in, the, in their future. Mm. That a hedge fund that kind of almost brought property, brought this, brought that, that kind of got money off players when they're vulnerable of 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 blowing it, and then making sure that they're secure on the back end. That's something I'm quite passionate about. Um, what are the obstacles with getting something like that done? 
Um, it's not real obstacles. It's just, it's just, it's just, it's just the 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 personnel really. Like it's 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 somebody who wants to do it. Do you know what I mean? Because it's not. It wouldn't solely be for me because because a lot of the stuff that I would say to players to put into would be stuff that I'm putting into myself. I mean, it's not like I'm an advisor that says, oh yeah, buy this in China and I'm just at home. It's, it's no, this is what I'm doing, but I'm now, I, if you put come in, we can buy a bigger building or we can do this bigger, we can come together, blah, blah. Yeah. And again, it's not like a case of, oh, just give me the money and let me do what I want to do. It's ownership. So it's all there. Like you're, you're investing into what you can see here. Like, do you know what I mean? It's not, it, it'd be very transparent and very clear, but the main part would be, it'd be to educate the players that are involved a little bit where I can. Yeah. But the main part is to get the money off them when they don't need it to make sure it's secure for when they do. Yeah. Because... I know a lot of players are struggling. I know players that have been on 40, 50, 60, 70, 80 grand a week and they've got no money. So. And, and on that, before, before we wrap up, people always say, how can that happen? How can that happen? And I've never been on that sort of money, obviously, but speaking to people who have gone through it and whatnot, that it's easier than you think. It's easy. Yeah. Easy. Easy. It's very easy. Get rid of that money. You can get rid of that money. No problem. Yeah. No problem. No problem. Well, in this life, well, but yeah. Now, thank you for this, man. Um, we got it over the line. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm happy. Uh, there was a point where I thought over the weekend it wasn't going to happen. <laughs> when you messaged me, it's like what. Do you want to do it now? Do it? I was like, oh, okay, wait, wait. And I was scrambling. And I was like, you know what? No, no, let me do it. Let me do this properly. Let me, let me do this properly. But we've done it. Um, guys watching, if you've got any questions, hit us up. All of the, um, all of our details, Twitter, everything, is going to be in the bio for this, as, as always. Um, yeah, keep liking, subscribing, sharing. And um, that's it. We're out. I'm going to stop recording right now.